listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two next door neighbors who love a good chat and a good cocktail. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. So we are recording this on the Monday after the big Halloween bash Mm -hmm. that we talked about in our last episode. I think you're feeling recovered, right? I am. I'm (laughs) feeling better today. It was a lot of work and a lot of cocktails. Mm -hmm. And so I'm feeling much better today. Thank you. All right. Mm -hmm. It was a little rough yesterday. (laughs) So I thought I would share um, the cocktail, the punch that I made for the party since it would be awesome for any other upcoming holiday gatherings, I think, for listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, And what was nice about this is that it was non-alcoholic, but still festive and pretty, and then you could add alcohol to it if you so Mm -hmm. chose. So it's just um, apple cider. I'll put it in cocktail form and punch form on the show notes because it it depends, and I kind of winged it, to be honest, but... Like the proportions? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's apple cider, ginger beer, mm-hmm. which I really think, I feel strongly that ginger people has the best ginger beer. Ginger people. Mm-hmm. So, like, not redheaded people, but... No. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> no, but I mentioned they make a good ginger beer. Too. So I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, it's the brand is the ginger people. Oh, okay. Do they make other stuff too or just ginger yeah, beer? Like, well, like ginger candies and stuff. Oh, like so they the make everything ginger. ginger. Uh-huh. I've never heard of this I found before. them at World Market. Oh, okay. And it is truly like the next step up in ginger beer, like very oh. flavorful. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's my recommendation. All right. And then sparkling cider. Mm-hmm. and some fresh or- fresh orange juice mm-hmm. and then i floated some cinnamon sticks and orange slices in the punch for mm-hmm. um decoration and mm-hmm. garnish and tried to float a cinnamon stick <laughs> in the cocktail here but sometimes they like to sink it's, it it's looks bobbing back up it though, looks a like bit. a submerged log yeah <laughs> It's <laughs> a little surprise. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's what we're drinking. Tonight. Well, it was a, I mean, we're going to have another sip right now, but it was really good at your party. It was very festive looking and it uh-huh. would look really good like for your Thanksgiving spread yes, I or think for so. Christmas or something. I think so. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I added bourbon to mine because I hadn't tried that oh, yet. That mm-hmm. particular okay. concoction. Variation. So, mm-hmm. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, ginger beer. Fan. Mm-hmm. Once it's again, so good ginger beer again. for the win. Have we had anything that is ginger beer and rosemary? I think those are our two. Ooh, those are our two like main ingredients this year. Nope, but I feel like it needs to happen. I, I don't think, think so. we have. Might have to go like off the beaten tracks and see mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe Could we just good. need to make one up. I think so. All right, <laughs> we we're haven't gonna, gotten that that gonna, far yet. We're gonna work on that. All right, sounds good. <laughs> okay, I think we need to have a little recap of your party because okay. it, it was okay. pretty awesome. Let's we talked about it last time, so yeah. if, I think we need to tell everyone too what our costumes were. Yes. So what were you? Okay, so uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with the way everything came awesome. together because as I said, I can get stressed out about <laughs> Halloween costumes, but then it's like once it all comes together, I mean, I have a really good time. Yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> so Chris and I were um, kind of of the nursery rhyme the hey diddle diddle so mm-hmm. i was the cow jumping over the moon mm-hmm. with my uh belly featured prominently as the moon <laughs> <laughs> i got um we'll share a picture and it's been on 
the internet so you probably have seen but yeah I got a black shirt and cut out a hole and then wore a white shirt underneath so that my belly looked like the big moon I um used command strips velcro command (laughs) strips to stick one of Dashiell's puzzle cow pieces on above my belly um and then Chris was the dish and the spoon yeah so so adorable and they had they had like little pipe cleaner legs and it was the cutest thing yeah it came together pretty well and it wasn't it really wasn't too bad I think I only had some minor frustration at Michael's when I just, I think the thing, I think the thing about it is, you know, when I go to the grocery store, I know where everything is. Yes. But when I go to Michael's. Yes. Who the heck knows it's where a needle in a haystack. pipe cleaners are? It could be on any aisle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pipe look- cleaners can be used for literally anything. <laughs> literally anything. <laughs> and so you're looking for usually these like little tiny things. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just like tell by glancing down the yeah. aisle. Oh, yeah, the juice is down this aisle. You're no. like, maybe the googly eyes are down there. Maybe they're right. not. I don't know. <laughs> and you have to literally like, you pretty much have to ask somebody. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And then as soon as you found that thing, then you're like, oh, dang it. I need to find that next random thing. Where is that person? I had googly eyes and pipe cleaner because oh. I was an elementary teacher. So I you should have asked come to you. I should have gone shopping at the lad house yeah, first. If you ever need kid-like craft items, I have quite a few. Well, the glue gun that you gave me was instrumental nice. in having yes. our costumes I had an come extra together. glue gun who has that. So, so I, yeah. I inherited that. Nice. nice. Okay, so you guys were had a pretty awesome yes, costume. Yes, we so. were the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm uh little family of four uh-huh. so i was dorothy and jeremiah was the lion and his costume <laughs> came together really well actually awesome. like, i was really excited about it um and then the dogs for about 2.8 seconds uh-huh. were the tin man and the scarecrow long enough to make an appearance yeah. and take a photo took a picture but they were very sad and hating <laughs> their lives and their costumes so um yeah but it was really fun. It and it's was one of those so costumes cute. like it's not original, you know, someone is that every year, but it's just fun. Like yeah. it's so iconic and yes. it's just fun to it's be. It's recognizable. That, so. mm-hmm. Jeremiah's um face painting looked really good too. His, did it? His good. lion nose. I it thought was the second really time good. I had tried that because I I did it first and he looked like a panda. I was like, that's not that's not what I we're going to spit out my drink. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had to wipe off the whole thing and try to get a man to remove eyeliner Ooh. like and not just smear it all over his face. I was like, babe, you have to like use makeup remover. <laughs> He's like trying to just wipe it off with tissues. You're like, no, 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 no. So we had a little last minute makeup snafu, uh-huh. but uh-huh. It, it did turn out pretty good. Well, so it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. So we bailed a little bit early um, since we were dragging after getting up so early yeah. with our toddler. Yeah. But so you, you guys kept partying. We on. did. I, you, did you hear us? I, <laughs> you didn't, it didn't keep me awake at all. But when I like got up to go to the bathroom, which happens multiple times mm-hmm. at night, I was like, they are still having a still good time, but there. it didn't bother me at all. Good. But it was okay, awesome. Good. It sounded like you guys were having fun. Yeah, it was. And it was so nice because the weather changed oh, like yes. literally that day mm-hmm. to about 15 degrees cooler yep. than it has been. And mm-hmm. so we had a fire outside uh, and yeah. just, yeah, lots of fun. Had a couple people crash at the house, which uh-huh. is just always a successful party. Yes. That and like feathers and a leftover broomstick. Oh, yeah, I think that was, mustache. From our, uh, that was from our other yeah. neighbor. <laughs> like there's this remnants, party remnants everywhere. So it was fun. Awesome. It was a great party. Yeah, thanks. It was fun. Okay, so after freaking out completely about fall and Halloween and all things festive for (laughs) the last couple episodes, uh, we're going to turn to a little more serious of a topic today. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about 
um, burnout and just letting go of things that aren't working for us anymore. 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 <laughs> what they, happened? They, I promise I've only had like two <laughs> sips of my drink. They ain't working for us. No mo. No mo. mo. No mo. Uh, <laughs> redo. Burnout and letting go of things that are not working anymore. Okay. Okay. Both personally and professionally. So we touched on this a little bit in our quitting episode where we talked about how we knew it was time to move on in our jobs, but mm-hmm. I thought we'd we'd just kind of dive into it a little deeper since yeah. it really impacts, especially creativity, I feel like. Yeah. And I feel like it's something that both of us have been <clears throat> feeling in different like yeah. areas of our lives too. Yeah. So good to good to talk it out yeah let's talk it so out. so first of all what do you what do we even mean by burnout like how do you know if you're burned out versus just losing a little bit of steam and yeah. not motivated um I think if you're feeling burned out about something it's just um for me you're never looking forward to it it just yeah, starts to like feel dread. a burden and obligation mm-hmm. and I think it's not it's not bringing you energy anymore Ooh, I like that like if 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 I if something is good for me then I think even if um even if maybe I don't look forward to it once I actually sit down to do it it's mm-hmm. like oh yeah I remember this this like is this good gives something back to yeah me. Mm-hmm. and it kind of it kind of rekindles that little spark mm-hmm. and so if you're not getting that and just the whole thing then it's just that's a good ugh. way of looking at it yeah, yeah I agree I agree I think um Something for me that I noticed too is when something is starting to cost me more than I'm willing to pay, mm. like in intangible ways, like mm-hmm. my sleep, my sanity, Ooh, yeah. my health or relationships, mm-hmm. or just, just even when something I would rather be doing, it's like a constant trade-off that I don't want to pay mm-hmm. anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then just like when all the reasons for doing it, like it gives me energy mm-hmm. or, um, you know, it was great for a certain relationship or whatever right. it might be. Like when those reasons don't exist anymore and I yeah. can't answer the question, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Still, it's kind of a good uh, indicator to me yeah. that I'm burned out. You know? Yeah. Like if you're starting to just because this is part of it and we probably talked about it when we talked about quitting. But if you just are still doing it just because you don't want to quit it. Yeah. You know, just because that seems just, daunting to quit. Mm-hmm. Right. And just because I like, I like to follow through on a commitment. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, I'm just going to keep doing mm-hmm. it. You know, it's, it's really hard to come to that. I think so. That realization and just where you give yourself that permission or just like, you know, yeah. decide you just kind of realize that. that you don't have anything more to give in that arena. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. a hard, you know, admission to make, I think. Yeah. So, so have you ever had an experience of feeling burned out on something significant, um, like a job or yeah. a hobby that you were really involved in. Yeah, I was thinking about this because I think with, like, I've quit two jobs, mm-hmm. which we kind of talked about mm-hmm. in the quitting episode, but I think they were just not that enjoyable from the beginning. Yeah. So it wasn't really burnout. Yeah. It was just not a great fit. So yeah. so I don't think I would call that being burned out on those jobs. But one, one experience that really came to mind, I was on... Uh, my high school and then my college rowing team. Okay. And that is a really intense sport. Yeah. And at, towards the end of my senior year of college, I was just done. Yeah. I was so that many years sick of, of it. it. And in college, my practice schedule was six mornings a week at oh 515. So, you know, you're not only in college. In college. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I saw a 515 a.m. all the <laughs> oh way through Oh, my college. gosh. 
yeah, so, you know, I look back at it and it's an experience that I'm really, really glad that I have, Mm -hmm. but it definitely just significantly impacted. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. even if I would ever go out to do anything on a Friday, even on a Saturday night, because Sunday was like my one day that I could sleep in and like get stuff done. I would just be kind of stressed out. I didn't want to stay a lot of pressure for Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, so there was kind of that, you know, it was um, just took up so much of my time. Mm-hmm. And then for races and things, it would be just your whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Or if we traveled, we would usually go by bus. Oh, yeah. Which so is so just, awesome. Yeah. It's everyone's <laughs> favorite way to travel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that is the tagline for the Greyhound bus. Everyone's <laughs> favorite way to travel. Not. You know you love it. Um. So anyway, yeah, I was just so done. It's physically demanding. Yeah. I mean, just everything. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think that's mm-hmm. that's just something that I remember when I think of being burned out. It was like, yeah. In and all- how did you know you were like, what did being done look like? <sighs> did you quit? Did you or it was just like, I just hate yeah. every second of this right now. I think it was just about that. Like I used to you know, enjoy going to practice, enjoy pushing myself, Mm -hmm. get excited about Mm -hmm. races, see what, um, you know, our team could do. Mm -hmm. And I just stopped looking forward to it. And it was just almost every practice or became an obligation, just counting down the weeks and okay, just get through this race, just get through this, just looking for that light at the end of the tunnel. So I didn't quit. I did like, I saw the season through cause mm-hmm. I knew it was like, okay, I'm so close. Yeah. And you don't uh, want to regret that. After. Exactly. So there wasn't any question of that. It was just like, I cannot wait to be done. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> a good point. Like when the only thing holding you to something is, is the sense of obligation. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's probably, you're probably burnt out and exactly. not that you would never enjoy that again, but mm-hmm. it's like, if this is all I've got right now, right. I probably need a break. And that was where I was. You know, I think <clears> if <throat> I had another year to go or something, mm-hmm. it would be like, oh, I don't know if I can make it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What What about you? Yeah, that's how I was um, really kind of feeling with teaching and not not really at all with the kids, which is the really sad part, oh, is that that's yeah. what it's supposed to be about. Right. And that part was still going great. Yeah. But um, the job had just become something that I wasn't feeling good about anymore. Like mm-hmm. I, the, you know, this new era of like testing and yeah, um, just doing things to kids that I didn't even feel right about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, testing kindergartners to death. And d- it's just like, this is not what mm-hmm. I've learned. It goes against everything I know about mm-hmm. kids in my experience and in my training. And I just don't feel right about it. And I do think that that's kind of a national movement, but individual districts and schools handle it better than others. Yeah. You know, some of them still hold on to what's important. And so I think I was, it was a combination of that, the, the climate of education changing and my particular job, just like a year of intense, like hostile work environment, Mm -hmm. drama crap going on, like with the principal and stuff. And so it was just, it leaves you so like emotionally drained and Mm -hmm. it's such an emotionally draining job anyways that it was like, I am here phoning it in every day, like towards Mm -hmm. the end of the year. Like I, whether I'm quitting just based on this year or I'm overall burnt out, like either Mm -hmm. way I need a break, you know? And I think too, that that's really hard when that's what you went to school for and Mm -hmm. that's what you're passionate about. And to come to that realization is a really hard one that like I'm not doing this the way I want to be doing it anymore, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. I don't feel good about the effort I'm able to put in or the, 
you know, just the person I am right now in right. this job. And so, so yeah, I think it's really hard to come to that, but that was the thing. It's like, if it's, it was like in tears some days to go to work because mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is just too much. It's yeah. too hard. And everything else was suffering, like friendships, health, relationships, yeah. you know, everything. And so it was just like, I, it was to that point where like, I'm not willing to pay this price anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's one you brought up. Uh, and that's one thing that I'd kind of thought about too, when the thing that you're feeling so burned out on is something that, um, you feel defines you. Yeah. Because I know that being a rower mm-hmm. like that is just, and, and these things, I think they have a tendency because they are such a big part of your life. Yeah. So they become, part of how you perceive yourself, how you introduce yourself and describe mm-hmm. yourself. Totally, totally. But then they can lend themselves to burnout because you're doing them so mm-hmm. much. And so that was kind of something too. Um, I guess for me, it was kind of a natural break because it was the end of college. Right. And so it was kind of like, well, I'll, I'll, you know, planning on ending this then anyway. Mm-hmm. But it was just something I was really proud of being a college athlete Mm -hmm. and I spent so much time doing it and Mm -hmm. it, you know, takes a lot. I was proud of that effort. And so that is just really hard. And I know Mm -hmm. for your, you know, your profession defines you in a lot of ways, at least in our culture. I know we talked about that before. So making that decision that I'm going to step away from I think that's a good point. Like, I think that, um, that's another difference between like burnout and not just being, a not good fit or something you don't like (laughs) anymore is it's like the burnout comes from the fact that there was such a lighted fire there at some Mm -hmm. point in time, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's what makes it equally hard Mm -hmm. to leave is that like, I have this passion or I had this passion Mm -hmm. for this thing and I either didn't manage it quite right Mm -hmm. or I just, it just got to be too much or whatever. And so it's a very hard thing to admit and walk away from. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So you said with your, um, rowing team you didn't quit you just you stuck Mm -hmm. it through and kind of kept going yeah um I quit my job that's right (laughs) and I don't think that that's always possible when you're burned out you can't just always quit Mm -hmm. whatever you know luckily I was in a position to be able to do that but I and I I will mention that I have never rowed again like oh you're like you so you did quit (laughs) I did eventually eventually. just not and I think not that I've had the opportunity Mm -hmm. but it's something that I haven't sought out (laughs) You yeah, know? you're not joining any like, and I know, and people have asked me too. You know, if I was going to be like back in Austin, where there's a, a really great mm-hmm. like recreational rowing community and stuff, it's just like, I don't know. Like, like I just I had my fill of that. I think maybe yeah. so. Maybe enough for a lifetime. Yeah, that it's, makes sense. It's interesting. So anyway, yes. that is interesting. <laughs> yeah, I um, I quit, but I do think even just finding a different environment in my situation oh, okay. might right. have made a difference if I if I felt like I could do that, but I just overall felt that I had, um, other things I wanted to pursue. And Mm -hmm. that was part of that whole cost that I was paying, Mm -hmm. um, you know, writing being the main one and that it was just the way, at least the way I was currently doing the job Mm -hmm. would not leave room for anything else, Yeah, you know? And, um, so that was something that led to it definitely. But I think, with it being so hard, I think sometimes you need to be willing to make those pretty drastic changes. Like that's pretty Mm -hmm. drastic, even with rowing to be like, okay, I'm done now. I'm just done. And it's Mm -hmm. a hard call to make in some ways. And Mm -hmm. so, but I think a lot of people live very burned out, stressed out lives and they just think it's normal. Yeah. You you can just get used to it. And I, I know that I felt that way in my jobs that I really didn't like. Um, 
you just kind of start to think like, well, I guess this is just how it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it feels really difficult. Mm -hmm. Like you're not sure if anything can change because yeah, letting go or quitting something so big can be, you know, it's, it can not, it can have like potential like really big ramifications like financial and like you know maybe you're even thinking about moving or Mm -hmm. just really huge things Mm -hmm. so it can just feel like oh no I just need to stick it out Mm -hmm. but and there's this aspect to it too that's like what's wrong with me Mm -hmm. like why can't I just even though the people around you could be just as burned out Mm -hmm. but this aspect of like why can't I just get it together yeah and so that's a really I think that's what kind of keeps us in situations like that sometimes too, mm-hmm. is it's like, I just am doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I must be doing it wrong or, mm-hmm. you know, I need to just figure out a better way or work harder, or push mm-hmm. more. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's the opposite is to take a step back or mm-hmm. away altogether. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So what about, um, burnout in creative or personal projects? Yeah. I was trying to think about this. I think for me, there are some things that, I'm maybe putting on the back burner a little bit, but I don't know if it's, I think because my creative and personal projects are things that I've chosen to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I push myself as hard to the point of burnout. Oh, okay. You I just th- back off before that. I point. think maybe I like, that's what I was that's kind of thinking or noticing. Um, I would say a lot of those are kind of maybe more the letting go that we're going to talk about a little bit later and not necessarily Mm -hmm. pushing myself to, Mm -hmm. to the burnout. But I think part of it for me too is that I've been thinking about is wrecking, like recognizing what season of life I'm in. Yeah. And this has been something I've been having to do a lot lately. Um, Like, like right now, blogging consistently is just like isn't happening yeah and I was having to realize that it's just like not even though I would like for it to be Mm -hmm. it's just not a priority Mm -hmm. like the way that I'm spending my time it it just is not happening so it must not be one of my top priorities Right. right and so I think recognizing like okay this season of life what are my top priorities? Mm -hmm. Like, where do I have to put the bulk of my time? And, Mm -hmm. you know, caring for a toddler and soon a little baby. That's, that's so demanding. That's two full-time jobs, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Plus the working Mm full-time. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, I think it, it is something that if I pushed myself to Mm -hmm. keep doing that, that's the path to burnout Yeah, or the path to just be like, Oh, I just like can't do it. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I think maybe for me, it's been kind of letting go a little bit Mm -hmm. before that happens. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to just be really realistic about what I can handle. So I guess I don't get to that point. That makes sense. So anyway, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what I thought. So what about you? I kind of like think a little bit more about, I, um, and I guess this kind of overlaps with professional because that is my profession now, but I just felt a very huge, um, post book slump yeah. after writing candid classroom. I just feel like I didn't even realize how hard I was pushing to get it done mm-hmm. and how consuming that was. And it was, and I, at the time it was, it was totally energizing and uh-huh. it was hard, but I loved it. Yeah. And I think like once it was done, I was like, I just felt this, like, it wasn't um, a stressed out kind of burned out. It was just this kind of empty feeling. Um, Like, I just don't have, I don't have any words. I can't Mm -hmm. put a sentence together. Like, Mm -hmm. 
I don't know what's next, a little bit of like, you know, wandering listlessness or whatever. Yeah. And I think that it, so it was different than I've experienced it in the past. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've always heard of that, that this, you mm-hmm. know, post book slump comes right. and. Um, and you had such a like a structure. Yeah. Too. Like you yeah. had like very specific goals. For right. Each like how day many words and everything. And a very specific mm-hmm. um, like end goal too. Right. Like complete writing this book and then it does seem like the next phase is marketing and then kind of developing the next project is much more nebulous and kind of and that was what was hard for me is I feel like after the book I wasn't prepared for how much work Mm -hmm. it was going to take in terms of marketing and everything and I just felt like I don't have the energy for this or I don't have the like mental capacity like I had the time but it was totally like a mental capacity oh, thing yeah. and like an emotional capacity thing mm-hmm. almost. Like I just put my heart and soul into getting this thing done. Yes. And now I have to put it out there and keep putting it out there and keep putting my mm-hmm. heart on, a, you know, heart on my sleeve. Right. And like, I think that now having been through it, I, I know that those are two very separate things mm-hmm. and to like save something you, for like, that or you like know? just or that like you know, i'm just gonna have to gear be able up to again. like plan accordingly yeah. or like no okay i'm switching gears and right. in this way but right. yeah but yeah it was kind of this like hit me in the side of the face mm-hmm. kind of thing like oh now i have to gear up for that and i just don't have it in me yeah. you know and so now i'm kind of rethinking um how to you know do another like big push for mm-hmm. marketing and stuff and just take a step back and say okay I was not prepared for that mm-hmm. and I didn't have it in me but now I know what it takes mm-hmm. and I need to you know but that it is it's it's a lot like yeah. when you've put everything into a big project like that and I don't think because teaching was so like okay clearly defined mm-hmm. end of year yep. it, it was not this like put everything into this project and now release it into the world like right. that was such a new experience yeah. for me that it just left me feeling kind of like raw, I guess, mm-hmm. and just worn out. And yeah. so it was a very different kind of burnout, not just like, a, oh, I want to throw my hands up and quit, yeah. but just empty and like yeah. kind of depleted. And so it was really surprising to me, actually. So I feel like I'm just mm. starting to kind of come out of that now and, okay. you know, yeah. think about re-strategizing and stuff like that. But it's, yeah, it's been tricky for mm-hmm. a couple of months. So. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's a real thing that post, that postpartum (laughs) depression after a book. Yeah, totally. And I, it's like one of those things that it's like, you just can't, it's like really hard to plan for, you know, because you're not experiencing it. Yeah. You're not sure Mm -hmm. how exactly you're going to feel or how -hmm. it's going to hit. So it's like, you can know about it, but Mm -hmm. that does sound very much like just, and there's this weirdness, like, um, I've never experienced this and I, I know it's a very, I'm not trying to make light of it at all, but hearing about postpartum depression where you like mm-hmm. where people don't want to necessarily engage with their baby or they have mm-hmm. a hard time you mm-hmm. know connecting it feels like that with the book a little mm-hmm. bit like I don't want to read it mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah it at moments mm-hmm. like and it's just very weird like I feel this disconnect from it like mm-hmm. oh I just can't even go there you know yeah. what I mean yeah so it's it is a very a very weird thing uh-huh. but. very interesting mm-hmm. mm. so um I think especially creatively another part of burnout is recognizing that or just letting go of things that aren't working, like you said, before it gets to that point sometimes. And I think about this, we were talking about this the other day, Mm -hmm. how, how our podcast even got started was from our first, you know, creative collaboration. Um, Maybe some of you have seen it, the girl next door photo challenge, Mm -hmm. which was just a blog series that we both did and collaborated Uh on trying to learn more about our cameras and just challenge ourselves to, um, put it on manual mode and mm-hmm. figure out this this beast of a camera. Yeah. But 
you know, we just looked at each other one day and we're like, it's not really working. <laughs> like, I'm not I mean, feeling this anymore. We just don't have the bandwidth for yeah. it. We're letting go of it. But really what was cool about that is the podcast came out of that because right. that's when you had texted me as we were brainstorming about this photo challenge yeah. or whatever. You're like, next thing, me, you, <laughs> two mics. We could just make a cocktail and talk about exactly. stuff. And I'm like, that sounds easier brilliant. than taking pictures. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because that, it came out of something that we eventually ended up deciding was not our thing and yeah. just let go of. Right. But it turned into this thing that we're both really loving and do have a lot of energy right. for. So it's just kind of a crazy, it, I don't know. It's kind of a crazy turn of events. Yes. So how do you think, like, how do you decide what to let go of and what to make more room for creatively? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think just kind of, thinking about, I think it's kind of like what I said before, but you know, I, it did feel like where the taking the pictures every month was yeah. just starting to feel like it was on my to-do list. Yes. It wasn't something I was we doing. We weren't learning from yeah. it like we had intended And to. you know, I will say, I do feel like I did learn some, like I yeah. did get more comfortable with manual mode, mm -hmm. but then I think for me, it was kind of recognizing too, like just what I have the bandwidth for. Yeah. I mean, I do care that my pictures on my blog are as good of quality as I have the time mm -hmm. and skill for. Mm -hmm. So they're not, you know, as certainly, you know, they're at a level lower than a lot of blogs that I will see. But you know, I try to at least have yeah. a photo every time. Yeah. I try for it to be in focus, like decent lighting. Mm -hmm. But it was just, you know, I just don't have time mm -hmm. for, for mm -hmm. that. You know, I need to be able to just kind of snap stuff mostly with my phone. Um, for me, just kind of getting out the bigger camera because I'm sort of comfortable with it, but it's not just like an extension of myself. Right. So it was effort every right. time. Right. And then, yeah, I think just that it was on my to-do list and it mm -hmm. wasn't, I, I think something that kind of brings you energy is just you look forward to or kind of it's easier to incorporate mm -hmm. in your everyday life yeah like it should be um especially if it was to grow in that area right, right. it should be like okay I really mm -hmm. I'm, I'm incorporating this more I like this more yeah you know yeah and I think it just it's something I would like to be better at but it's just I just don't have time for that Not right now priority. I know yeah and it's really hard for me with that in particular because I can take better pictures with my iPhone yeah, because of my skill level with uh -huh, the camera. Uh -huh. And so if I just want a couple, you know, pictures or to document a moment, I right. have my phone with me all the time. Yeah. It's much easier and less invasive to pull out in terms mm -hmm. of ruining the moment. Mm -hmm. And so I just have a really hard time ever being motivated to switch to the big clunky camera. Right. You know, yeah. so that's, it's just something. So I guess we did learn, but I think we kind of surprised ourselves a little bit with what we learned. And yeah. Just being okay to be like, well, I think we're done with that. Like it <laughs> yeah. served its purpose and yeah. we're the girls next door now exactly. and now we're done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it was awesome. And, you know, it was something that I like in my head, I was like, okay, we should at least make it like through a year. Mm -hmm. But then we stopped before then. Yeah, it and was that, like, and oh, it was, but not? it was so liberating. Yeah, you it know? really was. Cause we were both, I think we were both dreading it every month, uh -huh. but being positive to the other person about it. Like, yeah. Oh, do you want to have, and then we we're both probably like every month forgetting <laughs> about it. Like, oh, like, oh shoot, I got to take out. The right. Camera. And so, yeah, it was just like, so nice to be able to like, uh, do you maybe just want to <laughs> do, <you wanna laughs> not do that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it, so, it is so interesting. You know, sometimes I think the, like the purpose of something, 
you know, in we thought the purpose was learning about our cameras, which was some, but then maybe it really was launching this right, podcast. Right. And so then you kind of have to see, okay, is there something else now that's giving me more creative energy? Mm-hmm. And you can't do it all. Mm-hmm. You can, mm-hmm. you have to prioritize. And so then, yeah. Kind of see where that's, yeah. I think that's something to like remembering your original reasons. Like, is this serving its purpose anymore? Mm-hmm. Or has it run its course and Mm -hmm. it's actually led, you know, in in this case, led to something better. So why not let it go? And then being honest about how it's making you feel Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. So like thinking about the past, thinking about the present and then looking at your goals for the future. Like, is this something that's actually what I want to be all about or or leading to what I want? You know, if you've decided like, okay, yes, I want better pictures on my blog, but do I need to be a food stylist? Mm -hmm. Probably not. So. Yeah. You know, but if you have a food blog, that might be a bigger part right. of your you yeah. Know, repertoire. Yeah, I like that. So. I mean, thinking of your kind of more long term goals mm-hmm. and then the things that you're spending your daily life on yeah. for the most part yeah. should be supporting those. Exactly. Or le- down that path at mm-hmm. least, right? So that was that was a big thing with me for teaching too, is like I have a long term goal that I know if I keep going like this, I will never do. I will yeah. never have the energy for it. Mm-hmm. I won't accomplish it teaching full-time and trying Mm -hmm. to write a book like it won't ever happen and so then using that teaching experience and passion to write a book about that was Mm -hmm. like a different way to make that meet a longer-term goal right you know so yeah and I think too if you even just give yourself the permission to envision quitting something or letting it go Mm -hmm. if that you're just thinking of, oh my gosh, that would be so great, but I could never do right. that. That's like a little clue that mm, yeah. you probably if need you're to think about this about more. That, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I think we put these false restrictions on ourselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I went to school for. This is what I need to do. Or like, I set this deadline, so that's what has to happen. Mm-hmm. Instead of being honest about how you really feel about it, yeah. you know, with yourself. Yeah. So how do you, once you kind of hit that slump yeah. of... Um, needing to be rejuvenated. How Mm -hmm. do you kind of liven it back up when you're feeling burned out? Yeah. Especially creatively, I guess. Yeah. For creatively, what I was thinking, something that um, I've been doing that I've noticed I think is maybe kind of helping me is um, really looking for ways to take a break from comparing your work to others because it's it's really hard. It's a really fine line. And I almost feel like it can happen simultaneously where I can be kind of inspired and motivated by other blog posts Mm -hmm. because many times I can think, oh, I can do that or that's so neat. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, I'm doing that comparison and like, I need to be putting out content, et cetera, et cetera. And it needs to be like that, right? Whether that's your thing or not. Exactly. And so I think for me, trying to remove remove that comparison so it's been um taking a break from reading blogs mm-hmm. I've been kind of reading here and there mm-hmm. but I I noticed just as soon as I start I think I kind of start mm-hmm. that comparison and it's not it's debilitating yeah like, I, why should I bother because I mm-hmm. can't do it as good yeah, as they do mm-hmm. but it's not bringing me the energy I definitely think that on days when I don't read blogs I'm more engaged in my um work at like at my Mm -hmm. job Mm -hmm. which feels really good like that leaves me feeling energized after a Mm -hmm. good day of focused work and then yeah I think then I'm just more likely to spend my free time on things that really bring me 
energy. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, I think kind of trying to remove those comparisons. Um, it can like also be cutting down on social media too, yeah. like the personal comparisons mm-hmm. on Facebook and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, I've been trying to fill that time with reading books. Like I've been yeah. reading a ton. You have been. You've been a reading monster lately. Oh, it's it's just so enjoyable. I think that's my favorite way to live life is to always have a book to yeah, be reading. Totally. Um so it's so enriching. So I really like that. Um for me too, reading cooking magazines mm-hmm. and like getting inspired to do things in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just love to read cookbooks and mm-hmm. cooking magazines. So um then if I do like want to get back into my blogging for me, it's um, going back to my editorial calendar yeah. and starting to plan totally. because, you know, if I'm just thinking kind of more abstractly, oh, I just, I want to do more. That's just so daunting. Mm-hmm. And if I look at do it. Do more, be more, say more. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like, there's always more exactly. you could be doing. And so if I can just sit down and plan you know, little step by step. Mm-hmm. Here's a topic. Here's a topic that just really, really helps me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, talk to a fellow creative. Yeah. I put in parentheses, hey neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you, lady. <laughs> so yeah, definitely just like talking with someone else mm-hmm. I think can you know, you can either you can identify what's been bothering you maybe mm-hmm. or holding you back, but then also just sometimes you just need to like talk it out and just yeah. admit, yeah, yeah, this is like dragging me down right. and either talk through maybe letting it go or get some ideas for how to get that spark back. Right. I so, agree. Yeah, that's been huge for me too. Yeah. Um yeah, I've been hearing so much lately and I don't know, it just seems like, you know, sometimes the thing you need to hear seems to be like coming at you from yeah. a lot of different angles. Yeah. So I've been hearing so much lately about that idea of comparison mm-hmm. and especially in creative work and especially in on the internet and when your yeah. job is on the internet and you're blogging and doing or, you know, your main way of being creative is that it's mm-hmm. very hard to not get stuck in that. Yeah. And so I've been thinking a lot about that. And I actually found this, I think it was through Elise um, mm-hmm. that I found this podcast, How They Blog podcast. Have oh, you yes. Heard that I've before? listened to that. Have you? Some. Or maybe I got it from you. I've listened I don't to know. that I a feel few like times. We're, all, we're both pretty plugged into Elise. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they were talking about this idea of like what an illusion it is, just like in life, that any blogger is doing it all. Mm-hmm. And that there's no way to stay that inspired and daily. It's not like they're sitting down every morning and writing that post. Right. They've found ways to like automate things. Mm-hmm. They've taken intentional breaks, but you just might not even notice. Right. Because they planned they have, ahead. They planned ahead. They worked in batches and got a bunch of, mm-hmm. you know, things done and maybe even took off the summer or a month. Yep. Or they... Um, you know, had guest posts set up and stuff like that. Right. And, but that takes like a lot of organization too. And mm-hmm. it's that whole paradox. We always talk about like how good creativity is actually all about nuts and bolts and organization. Yes. Um, so that was really interesting to me because I've blogging consistently has not been happening for me either just mm-hmm. a part as a part of this whole like writing slump I've been in. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the thing is like I didn't intentionally say, OK, I'm going to take a break mm-hmm. during this time or get a bunch of promotional things ready right. or whatever. I just went until I was like, oh, kind of suddenly I, didn't like, have stuck. the steam. Yeah. And so I think I thought that was really good. And even like things like the pictures, like they were saying they're not sometimes taking their own pictures yeah. or they're not, you know, or, or that's not what's important on their blog. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so I think that it's very hard to get caught up in that, but it, I really liked that episode in particular when they yeah. were talking about that. Yeah. Um, so a planned break, 
mm-hmm. working in batches because that can just be kind of inspiring and refueling. And I oh, know you're yeah. really good about this. Like you'll take a Sunday afternoon once in a while and just, yeah, you know, do a, a few blog posts that's, or whatever. Yeah, that's probably my my favorite way mm-hmm. to work. Just I love working ahead, being on a schedule. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm meeting those things, that helps me. It's like, okay, check, I'm doing a good job. So totally. And I think too, just like trying, following your passion and Mm -hmm. realizing that like, okay, I started doing this, even maybe the certain blog series or whatever, because I thought I was supposed to, yeah, or I was comparing myself, but I'm really not passionate about that. And so Mm -hmm. it's not ringing true Mm -hmm. to readers. It's not anything I look forward to doing. Mm -hmm. So like, what am I passionate about right Right. now? And that changes from like, like you said, part of that is recognizing what season in life you're in. Yeah. Um, Yeah, totally. You know, I really love reading cooking blogs. Mm -hmm. And so before I've tried to have, you know, um, like a whole post about a recipe yeah. and like how to make it yeah. similar to like what other cooking blogs have. Like the step-by-step with mm-hmm. the pictures and everything. Uh-huh. And it is so much work. It totally is. <laughs> it it's is any DIY kind of post. so much so work. Yes. And so, you know, that was just more, uh, that was just more effort than I had time for having a blog on the side mm-hmm. of having a full-time job. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was even before I had a child, but um, you know, and I just had to realize that's not what my blog is going to be. I'm never going to fill some sort of, you know, cooking niche. Right. And so it was realizing, I think sometimes that you can sort of accomplish the same thing, but in a different way Mm -hmm. and realizing that it's okay if I post one picture of the final product and link to the recipe. Yeah. Or like, right. This is maybe what I did to change it a little bit. Exactly. Or just write out the recipe. And I think kind of when I realized that it was like, Oh, like I think I'd seen other people do that. And I appreciated that post. You know, I still got something Mm -hmm. from it. I Mm -hmm. still was like, oh, I might make that recipe because they enjoyed it. But it didn't need to be the step by step. It's like, no, leave, leave that to the people who know what they're doing. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And like get paid for it. Mm -hmm. Probably like my blog is not making me any money right now. So I'm going to just stick to what works for me. But it's neat, you know, you can try it out, but then, but then it can be like, no. Right. That's (laughs) what I was going to say too, is like that idea when you've lost the spark is to just try some things and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. Like this podcast was totally not, I literally had not listened to a podcast before (laughs) we started it. Until you listened to the first one we did. (laughs) And I was like, we're awesome. (laughs) No, but like literally had not. And so. I mean, I would have never thought in a million years this would be part of what I do, mm-hmm. but I love it. It's that like you, my that favorite you could, thing. That you could be a podcast yeah. star. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, we're, we're making the big bucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that this trying things too with the idea that like, hey, I'll try this for three months or whatever. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work, I'll let go of it. Right. And who knows what else it leads to or yeah. whatever. So yeah. I think that's huge. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like another um, part of the whole burnout discussion is the whole letting go. And so what, yeah. what are some other things that you've let go of? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like not just like creatively, but yeah, I just think in life, I think, and this is, I think being faced with suddenly just such a full life. And I'm, yeah. I'm intentionally saying not busy, even though my life does feel busy, but I just, this could probably be a whole other episode we should schedule Ooh. about just, I feel like busy, I'm writing a about note just, right now about just busyness because mm-hmm. I do feel that we, we really do choose to make our lives 
that busy. Yes. But anyway, I will say that I have a very full life just in terms of I like, like that. working a full-time job, mm-hmm. having a toddler, mm-hmm. trying to have some time for myself and maintain a healthy relationship a with my husband. a lot that goes into those hours, right? It's <laughs> yes. the same hours, but a lot that goes into Exactly. And so um, I feel like I've always just had high expectations for myself and I'll just have expectations for every area of my life. Mm-hmm. Like I would like my home to look a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, be decorated a certain way, mm-hmm. be this clean all the time, like for my personal appearance. Um, you know, I want to look put together, just all these things. And I think I've realized that there's just some expectations that I just, I don't have time for right now. Yeah. Like one of them I think is, uh, having my nails painted consistently. Uh-huh. Don't have time for uh-huh. it. I would love it if my nails looked great all yeah. the time or yeah. if I sat and painted my nails, but I never make time to do it. Mm-hmm. I think because I don't often like, I, like just sit without something else to be doing or I don't know. Right. It must not be something I really right. enjoy doing. So it's like, you know what? Just don't worry about Let go it. Of that, yeah. It That's was- so funny because right before the party, my nails are not done now and they were not done before the party. Uh-huh. And it's always some one of those things that I leave to the last minute uh-huh. and I am obsessed with having my nails done. Uh-huh. I don't feel like myself without right. them. And I had to consciously look at my nails at one point, like a half hour before the party <laughs> and was like, it's not happening. Right. Like the red glitter that I wanted mm-hmm. to put on, uh, yeah. very right. Dorothy-esque, is just not happening right. and I need to let it go. Just be okay with yeah, that. Exactly. But it is like, it's a decision totally mm-hmm. instead of just like, oh, I let that, that drop or whatever. It's right. like this... There's a difference between yes. that and like letting the ball drop and just being like, right. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like I'm letting that go. Yeah. Cause I think otherwise it would be something that, I mean, it's so silly that I'd just be like, Oh, I wish, I just wish I was the kind of person that did my nails, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so every time I would think of it and I hadn't done it, yeah, you're like it was down like a letdown. Yeah. So it was like, let's just consciously decide that at least right now in my life, Right. That's not happening. I think that's a big, really big point too. I think when we let go of things, we think like, oh, mm-hmm. then I'm just never going to do that. Yeah. I guess I'm never, even with teaching, it was like, well, I'm not saying I'm, uh-huh. I'm not, I don't have to say that I'm never going back. Yeah. Like I've kept up my certification mm-hmm. and left that door open. But mm-hmm. I think giving yourself that permission to be done with something for now. Exactly. Is a I, big, a I, big really, deal. I really like that. And that's what's helping me a lot right now. I think some other things are... Um, you know, I still do a fair amount of cooking, but it's not the, like, we're all together and eating, but mm-hmm. it might be like Chris and I are standing at the kitchen island while mm-hmm. Dash is in his high chair and he's probably throwing food mm-hmm. and we just threw something together. It's not, you know, sort of what I hope that eventually will happen is where we kind of get to make more of a recipe yeah, when there's each not night. like yeah, a food so thrower in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think something else that I have really been working on this year is, um, I've talked about it before, but appreciating our house as Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. because, you know, I can just look around and it's, it's not like I don't do this, but I'm trying to remind myself to just be thankful for everything we have. But I can, I can look around and I can name you like five things right now that I can see from my seat right now that that I would change. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. But um, you know, it's just, you know what, like that is not a priority in terms of both, uh, t- 
time mm-hmm. and money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't really matter. Right. Like, like getting down <laughs> to like, what is an actual value of mine here? Like yes. to have an, a house that's comfortable and mm-hmm. welcoming whatever, or mm-hmm. to have everything perfect and exactly. spotless all the time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's really hard. But I, I do think too, like it helps me if it's like, okay, well, that's not a priority right now. It doesn't mean that it can't be mm-hmm. in the future, mm-hmm. but just put it on the back burner mm-hmm. right now. That's a good point. I like that a lot. What about you? What what, what are some yeah, things that you've been I, letting go um, of? I even thought about this creatively. Like what's funny, when I first quit my teaching job, the first thing I thought I would write is a children's book oh. and was actually working with our friend Brent yeah, on that's right. putting that together. And it was a chapter book off of an idea I've had for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had put in, you know, some decent work with it. And then I just realized, I was like, this is not working for me. Like mm-hmm. this is not the book I want to write or I'm not ready to write it yet. And really what's interesting too is out of that, I've, I'm kind of now coming back to it and, and had put it aside and thought, well, maybe this could work this other way. And now coming back to it too, like I think it would make a really cool, simple picture book, like totally shifting gears. But I think if I wouldn't have just like let it go and I mean, literally completely write a whole nother book instead. Um, I don't know that I would have seen it that way or just yeah. been like, oh, this idea sucks, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that letting go can be such a huge catalyst to like what's next mm-hmm. and that you don't get there sometimes without letting go of what's in the way. Mm-hmm. So um, that's been huge. I'm also doing a lot of pre-letting go okay, good. <laughs> of our life as I know it now uh-huh. for when we get our kids yeah. because I know, especially with adoption with older kids, like mm-hmm. it can be a season of absolute chaos for mm-hmm. a while. And I think that that can feel very, and same I'm sure with a newborn where it feels like very permanent, mm-hmm. like our life is forever altered and mm-hmm. forever going to be like this Yeah. instead of this is just temporary, this not sleeping or maybe these tantrums or whatever, yeah. they're not going to always do this. And yeah. this might not always be necessary for our family to operate this way, but mm-hmm. it will be for a little while. Yeah. Something you said when you had Dash that I always hang on to so much and I'm totally hoping to do so remind me if okay. I forget this okay. when I have my own kids because I, I was just I, you're the first mom that I feel like has articulated this mm-hmm. to me so you said like right now he's my job mm-hmm. like all I need to do is sit here and as long as he's like fed mm-hmm. and clean and alive and and, and you just <laughs> adored him as a result because you mm-hmm. let yourself like I'm not going to worry about all the other things mm-hmm. it's just he's my priority right yeah. now and I think a lot of mom new moms like know that but Mm -hmm. to actually just like live in that you Mm -hmm. know and and admit that out loud was really cool so Mm, I think that that's a big a big thing I'm trying to like Mm -hmm. tell myself over and over internalize it it now yeah exactly (laughs) yeah I think I think so much of that early time is um your your world just shrinks yeah you're just like you might even literally like literally like you might just be at home, like it Mm -hmm. literally shrinks, but then Mm -hmm. also just your priority shrinks. Suddenly it's a very short list of only the very top priorities, you know, and And showering (laughs) is not one of them. Exactly. It might not be. (laughs) So that is just very, very different. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, trying to remember and of having that perspective that it is just a, it's going to be a short time in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. And that, that is okay. Yeah. Like, and then I can, I can approach it kicking and screaming mm-hmm. and grieving over all the other things I've lost. Yeah. Or I can just focus, choose mm-hmm. to focus on that mm-hmm. and like be there in that. And that the other, it, 
stuff gets a little easier to deal with. Mm, you the know? other stuff comes back like mm-hmm. slowly but surely mm-hmm. in, in little ways. Suddenly it's like, oh, I, I went out and had coffee with a friend yeah. today, you yeah. know, or just I went out and ran errands or wow, we had a really pleasant morning right. all together. Right. And that it didn't, wasn't that just survival. Yeah, that yeah. didn't feel hard like mm-hmm. it has before. So yeah, just those little successes and mm-hmm. things. But yeah, for sure. I think just, yeah, having kids, having a family is um, sometimes a near daily <laughs> exercise. Of letting go. Letting go. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, some days for me going to work, it's... Um, you know, I don't know that I'm not going to look totally put together Mm -hmm. or even feel put together or we're going to, you know, I would prefer to kind of be able to take my time in the morning and just Mm -hmm. feel like, okay, I'm totally ready to go. And Mm -hmm. sometimes there's not time for that. You just like get out the door. Right. Most likely I have everything. It's Mm -hmm. a bit more harried than I would like for it to be, but you know, we all get to where we're going and it's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. I yeah I appreciate that philosophy I am (laughs) going to hang on tight to that hopefully so let's switch gears a bit and talk about things we cannot let go of because we're currently obsessed I like what are you obsessed with lately okay so I have to share two because one (laughs) I know because one seems so lame but I have to (laughs) share it because I really am obsessed (laughs) with it okay You're going to accuse me of being like an 80 year old. So, okay. My first (laughs) obsession, wintergreen Tums. Oh, so delicious. delicious. (laughs) Said the pregnant lady with chronic heartburn. Chronic. Oh, it's so bad. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I'm eating a lot of Tums and I have been eating, there's like a berry flavor. Yes. Like, I don't know, mixed berry. Is this the one you're familiar with? This is what I have. Yes. At my house. So anyway, I don't know. Tell me if there's something better. Well, I don't know if you'd think this is better, (laughs) Um, but I was going to restock and I was just like, you know, all right, let's check out the flavor variety here. (laughs) You're a frequent flyer in the Tums aisle. Yeah. And so anyway, I spotted these wintergreen Tums. I was like, I did not even know they came in mint. Um, I don't know. I didn't either. See, I'm a, I'm okay. And the thing is like my, the berry ones, like probably you have, they're kind of like, um, like a bigger flat it's kind of like the modern tums i don't uh-huh. know it just uh-huh. seems okay these are the like squat <laughs> squat and fat <laughs> like short like, like the original exactly i really think they're like the oh, original awesome. tums um so anyway i don't know i'm just i love like spearmint and wintergreen yeah, flavors too. kind I of that too. like not peppermint but kind of the sweeter uh-huh. mints uh-huh. and I don't know. They're just like, <laughs> like somehow chalky yet still delicious. <laughs> so satisfying. <laughs> it really is. I don't know. So well, anyway, the chalkiness is going to be there regardless. Yeah. So if you have a good flavor, yeah, I could see that. I so anyway, see that. I don't know. I'm. I may laugh, but I'll probably be purchasing those next. Yeah. Except that Mr. Lad decided he needed to buy tums in bulk, and we don't really use them that oh. much. So we have literally like two containers of 400 oh man i should have bought one of those off of you seriously like <laughs> i'll just bring it to you as a neighbor surprise but they are the berry flavor so i can make I can we won't mix be needing tums till like i don't know 2025 <laughs> yeah you're all set um so anyway okay so that's my lame obsession my second <laughs> obsession that i'm going to share to make up for that i have been making my own salad dressing lately oh and i'm kind of obsessed with like it like a because, vinaigrette style yes because mm-hmm. it's delicious and easy How so do you, what do you put in yours let me tell you 
Well, I get a mason jar mm-hmm. so I can shake it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it just has three ingredients. So I have um, like this spicy brown mustard, just whatever yeah. I normally mm-hmm. have in my fridge. So I squirt in a pretty big dollop of that. I just eyeball it, but it's probably a tablespoon or mm-hmm. tablespoon and a half. And then I do a quarter cup of either red wine or balsamic vinaigrette mm-hmm. vinegar. And then and then I do um I guess it's I uh, do a quarter and then another half a quarter. So that's three eighths. Ooh, that's I know. Math. Just did some fast math there. You sure did. I like yours. The microphone's right. smoking right now. I hope that that's right. Really <laughs> um, so anyway, and that I've seen that the ratio for salad dressing is usually like um, vinegar to oil, like one to two or one to three. Okay. So I do mine a little less than that. I, I like more of a bite. Okay. To it. So anyway, not too oily. Yeah. So those are my three ingredients. I shake that up. It's like has that nice like vinegar bite to yeah. it. A little bit of um, the flavor from the mustard. So anyway, can't get enough. Well done. So no, you don't even need like salt and pepper, no. garlic, nothing. No, it's so in. It's just it's easy enough that it's. You know, I can just put it together right before mm-hmm. we eat dinner. Mm-hmm. I usually make enough so that I can take a little bit for my lunch the next day. It's healthy. I haven't been buying salad dressing. Mm-hmm. There you go. I like it. Good yeah. job. Well, thank you. I feel like that's like another level when you're making your own salad dressing. Like I know. See, the thing of is. Of home cook. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if I would ever reach this level. <laughs> but now I know how easy it is. Yeah. And I have to say, I do feel pretty proud. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I'll just whip that up real quick. Yeah. Because now that I kind of like, I feel like when I've made it before, um, it's just always like, oh, it never came out quite right. Is it worth it to make my own? But now I have a ratio mm-hmm. that I really like. So, you just gotta play with it a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. Awesome. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. inspiring me. Okay. Well, thank you. Wintergreen Tums mm-hmm. and salad dressing. So one should precede the other. Yeah. <laughs> in, make sure you do it in the right order. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, my obsession, I am wearing a oh. form of... I'm kind of obsessed with leopard print. Yeah, I like it. I, it is so versatile number one so okay so <laughs> it's really like on, on pinterest thank you it's been on like pinterest and whatever forever right okay. like it's a great little way to add a pop little of pop. something mm-hmm. like i don't want to wear a full-on suit <laughs> a full-on you know, suit of leopard but, but only accessories <laughs> so like i but it's funny because i've been waiting and waiting and waiting to find mm-hmm. the right ones gotcha the right accessory Yeah, because sometimes they're just kind of cheap looking yeah yeah so but the funny part is i like so i have a scarf on tonight mm-hmm. and it's light weight which yeah, is kind of necessary here mm-hmm. and it was at hobby lobby hobby lobby in the wearable arts section that's a section <laughs> apparently what else what is they, there that's what they called it when they <laughs> rang it up because it was on sale so it was 6.99 uh-huh, originally and uh-huh. then it was 40 percent off of that so this scarf was like three dollars and oh, i had been and it's steal. like perfect like oh, this is what perfect. i've been wanting and it was funny because i got it in the same aisle, I got the fur for Mr. Lad's lion costume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we were all animaled out. Um, but then I, that same day, literally, I went to the shoe store and before that, and I got a pair of leopard heels and leopard <gasps> flats so I could Whoa. go either way. Nice. And it all had started with a skinny leopard belt. Oh, like look to at wear you. with a dress or whatever. That, so Very cute. I, apparently, I just got it all at once. But yeah. I promise I won't wear it okay. all at once. <laughs> I would like to see that, but okay. Where, <laughs> did, where did you get the flats? I feel like I've been Pay looking less. for Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
I've been looking too, and I found some that have just not been comfortable. Yeah. Where they show the toe cleavage, which you find it's indecent. And now I kind so of do indecent. too. So indecent. I know. After you said that, I'm like, I sullied. I sullied. Totally. <laughs> you did. Sullied you. <laughs> so yeah, they were, they, they're just leopard and they have like a little tiny black buckle around the back. So cute. Uh-huh. So yeah. I so love it. And I feel like it's very fall. Very I'm fall. I'm ready for it. I so, love it. I obsession. love it. Okay. So let's talk some neighborhood news. Let's, yeah. Um, can we talk about trick or treating? Yes, we can. The sneeze of death. <laughs> yes, can we, we can. Can we share this? Let's do. I can't replicate it for sure. No. Oh, I wish we could. It so was scary. we um, did you, our you usual. Host, you hosted the yeah, driveway <laughs> sitting driveway for Halloween, hosting, <laughs> which was really funny too because you guys were rushing around. Yes. And I think you were waiting for. I was waiting Chris for Chris to, get, to get home. I had not had a chance to get candy <laughs> yet, and so like it was like it's starting to get dark so fast. So, I know. You know, I was like it waiting for Chris you. to get um get in the door, and anyway, then like as soon as he got home, as soon as I heard the garage, <laughs> I was like running, grabbing the keys, like I gotta go get candy. You guys were already sitting out. It was so I, funny because we witnessed the like Wharton mad I, dash. I like tore off down the street to go to mm-hmm. Walgreens to get some candy made it back just in time but it was on sale right because of it your was on sale last minute nature yes i, like I it. know i might even do my halloween candy shopping on you know maybe the afternoon of halloween yeah, yeah. it was all at least a dollar off nice still great selection good deal so. good deal Pro so yeah tip. we we were sitting in our driveway and mm-hmm. our other neighbors joined us eventually mm-hmm. and they're I, I'm still not positive what this was. <laughs> I think still it, not sure. Somebody else handing out candy a couple of houses down, but there was the s- most frightening sneeze. And so loud. So loud. Like it was significant ways down the block. Yeah. And we it, like all stopped and turned and we're like, what was Like that? it sounded like a scary animal. Uh-huh. Like some sort of like rah, like growling. Yeah. Scare- but then really it did it in like, like three successions. Yeah. We're like, I think it's a sneeze. <laughs> Like is someone, and I'm like, if that is someone's real sneeze, that's terrifying. Like in a movie theater. Yeah. Or but yeah, it al- it almost sounded like someone, um, like snuck up behind someone else yeah. and was like, Rah. yeah. But then it happened again and like again. So that didn't seem no. And it well, sounded the exact same right. each time. It was terrifying. For it really real. was. We were a little nervous. There was like a creature coming down the street. Like, What's <laughs> coming our way? But it was a lot of fun to be out in the driveway. And yeah. Dash was so cute. You had him just in his PJs <laughs> joining yep. in the crowd. Yeah, he did great. And he was just pointing out trucks and yep. And he saw that time. big, I don't even know what it was. It was like some big bear. Oh, yeah. He thought it was, was a like, monkey. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and he was we, insistent. It was, it was a so funny because suddenly he just started going like, ah, 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 <laughs> like out of nowhere. Yeah. But he had like spotted this weird bear thing. I think he thought it was like his own little parade for oh, him yeah. with trucks and costumes. <laughs> and he thought it was great. awesome. Oh, and can we talk about the um, glow in the dark golf cart that came whizzing yes, by? Yes, do tell. <laughs> and delivered the children. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had never seen this before. Maybe this is like a growing trend. So yeah, suddenly like... Uh, turn the corner and is coming our way is this golf cart going <laughs> full speed with like all sorts of glow sticks and yeah, other it was glow all decorated. things the parents were driving the kids were holding on to the back did one of them have a cape they both did they, they both were both some capes. sort of superhero uh-huh. so blowing <laughs> yeah the so they're like tearing down the street they you know i think they're like not everyone on our street was giving out candy so as they like saw that we were mm-hmm. they swerved to it stop really cool. and let the kids out <laughs> 
<laughs> it was really funny. Yeah, while not quite working off all the candy the right, kids would be right. consuming later, it was, it was quite pretty a spectacle. clever. Mm-hmm. And it, it made for a good family affair, I it think. Did. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, as of literally like, what, Saturday, the weather is oh, totally cooling down. And I, I feel so different. that it's only fair to talk about it in a good way since we've been raving so negatively about the weather. <laughs> yes. I mean, I wore long sleeves today. Breaking it's, news. It was been amazing. I mean, I yesterday on Sunday, it was cloudy yeah. for like all yeah. day. We went on a bike ride and stopped at the park and Dash was just running around and stuff. And I cannot tell you how many times I just took like had just a big sigh and was just like gulp of fresh air this is so nice like there's just such Mm. a weight off my shoulders i was talking with people today at work about it it is just it's Mm -hmm. just like what we talked about just your whole mentality changes and as much as you try to you know be positive Mm -hmm. you just until it, it cools gets, down yeah. you don't get the relief as much as you try and i think it's even probably a little cooler right now than normal yeah. for this time of year yeah but that's fine because it was hotter than normal we for this time it. of year so we i'm going it. with it and the the air is completely off i think our house was like 65 degrees today mm-hmm. without air or anything on and oh. that's colder than it's been and so i don't even know glorious. how long so it's just like it's i'm cold my feet are cold but i don't care yes. like i'm just yeah i busted out the fuzzy slippers for the yes, first time you do. today she's rocking them for the podcast yep. tonight mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i like it yeah i may have to style. do that when i go home because it is chilly in our mm-hmm. house yeah it's lovely Okay, so now the news of the night. Oh, yes, you've been telling me. I cannot wait I to hear. I have news for you. Let's okay, so we, I was going to get one more ingredient for the cocktail yes. that I had used up the night before. Yes. And um, we're pulling into the driveway. Mm-hmm. Oh, and with our new toilet. Okay. That Mr. Ladd is installing <laughs> right now. And a, like, unmarked vehicle mm-hmm. <laughs> comes zooming up to our driveway. <laughs> to your driveway. Yeah. Okay. And a cop gets out. Oh, and he's got like a piece of paper with him and he's so like So an unmarked car. Yeah, he was in an unmarked is, oh, car. The and cop he was is driving very slowly car. past and then he saw us like getting out of the Jeep and like swerved over to talk to us. Okay. So he gets out of the car and comes up the driveway and he's like, um has a piece of paper with a picture of somebody mm-hmm. on it. And he's like, So have you um can I ask you about your neighbors over there? <gasps> you know which ones. Oh the ones we've talked about before. Yes. The shady yes. characters. <laughs> And he's like, do you know them? And we're like, no. I mean, right. we know their names, a couple of them, but that's about <laughs> that we we've really heard don't shout it across yeah, the so street. <laughs> we've heard yelled. Um, and so he says, well, have you seen this guy? And it was <gasps> the kid who was like <gasps> living out of the car, remember? With yes. the laundry sorting going on in the yes. street. Yes. So we're like, um, not for a while, because he really hasn't been there for I'm a couple months. I'm surprised that you recognized him, actually. I don't know. Well, if I, I don't know if I would. I'm assuming it was him because uh, him or one of the other guys that gotcha. was around when he was. But okay. I think yeah, he was one of those that group of guys. Yeah. That, but I think the other guys were like friends, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that crew has not been around for a long, like yeah, a few it's been months. Pretty quiet. And we're like, I mean, we've seen, yeah, we've seen a kid that age and right. like his friends and stuff, but mm-hmm. nobody's, there's just been like the younger one there. And he said, yeah. yeah. Cause he's wanted for like five different, he has like five different warrants out. <gasps> oh my gosh. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> like, so, we, so he might be coming around here is yeah. what you're saying. And so he, 
Apparently one of them is mail fraud. Like <gasps> these are like neighbor like crimes against <laughs> crimes neighbors. Against your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, it's not like oh, tax no. evasion or something like that. <laughs> Neighbor crime. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And apparently there was all oh, kinds of God. shady business because the parents were like hiding it. Like they had <sighs> their house he's like yeah they're here now because their house was foreclosed on not that far away from here and we had to do a search warrant because post office was involved with mail fraud and stuff and he's like so if you see him come back at all like anything or anything suspicious please don't hesitate to call and i'm like i won't because (laughs) like you've come to the right place (laughs) exactly because i called when there was a brawl going on in the driveway the first week they moved in so yeah suspicions confirmed male fraud not okay characters over there <laughs> so keep your keep oh, your eyes man. keep your eyes open and your mail shredded <laughs> that's all i'm saying will do i was like whoa this is some neighborhood news that is serious yeah yikes yeah. so there's that well, they did one time, uh, one of my Petty Vore boxes did get delivered to them and they did bring it over to oh. me. So <laughs> he, he must not have been there. It would have ended up in his trunk slash dresser. I know. <laughs> They're probably like, eh, we don't need these beauty products. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is, that is a great yeah. piece of news. Mm-hmm. Whoa. He only told us mail fraud. I don't know what the other ones were. <laughs> Hopefully that's the only one that would like concern us. I don't know. I mean, what? I mean, maybe drugs or something or theft. Who knows? But he didn't say anything violent. Like, but he, I was just like, I've never had anybody like a cop, like come to seek me out to ask about a neighbor. Like that is a disconcerting feeling. Yeah. I was like, don't you, you you do not understand what kind of neighborhood this (laughs) is. We make friendly cocktails. We bring each other banana bread. Get out. (gasps) This is the outlier. (laughs) And we are very suburban. We really this does are. not belong. <laughs> we really are. I mean, kind of shamelessly suburban. So if I'm going to embrace yes. suburbia, could I maybe not have criminals living across the street? <laughs> Male fraud. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I will be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. <laughs> you know I will. Watch your mail. <laughs> All right. On that happy note. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear what you think about burnout and letting go. Um, or if you know anything about mail fraud, (laughs) so should we be concerned? I know how concerned should we be. (laughs) I don't want to throw anything away now. Like I'm afraid to put mail. Oh yeah, you should shred. Man, I've been trying to shred more. Goodness. Okay, so let us know about that on Twitter. We're (laughs) High Girls Next Door. Send us an email at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com or you can always leave a comment on our blog, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. I'm all about trying some bouncy balls. (laughs) (laughs) Is that my baby? I think so. Oh. That's your baby. That's strange. We're not just talking about cats tonight. 